Can you hear me now? All set. All right. I have my <clears throat> have my monitors tied in, and sometimes it messes with the speakers. So, all good. Good to see you. Yes. Good to see you. Happy Halloween. I know. Happy Halloween to you as well. Hi, man. Long time no see. I hope you don't mind me dropping in today. The more the merrier. Awesome. Glad, I think you're doing great out there. Glad you're here. Well, one day at a time. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. Awesome. Well, for the sake of time, um, if you're okay with it, I'd love to go ahead and jump into eating role play. Um, before we do that, though, if you could just give um, a basic overview of ideally any of the prospects that you have a meeting with this week so it's more realistic and that way I can be a better role play partner. Okay, are we doing just a sales call? Is that what we're doing? Or the, or the consent meeting? Consent or? meeting, yes, sir. So the first okay. appointment um, with the executive summary. Gotcha. Yes, sir. So Do you have the digital version of that, or would you like me to send that to you? Um, if you'll send the most recent, that'd be great. Um, okay. Because I've got one that I got from Roger that I noticed was a little bit out of date. For sure. So I'll, I'll send that right now. And while I'm pulling that up and sending it over, what verticals do you have an appointment with this week? Uh, let's see here. I have a vertical with a chain of doctor's offices. There's um, So that would be a doctor's care, smaller, um, but They've got like 54 offices in the Midlands. Oh, wow. So, meeting with the director of property. Okay. Real quick, I've been, or I had sent some emails to another uh, Matthew Warren. So, is yours the um, Warren yes. at Total Comfort? Okay, perfect. Correct. Make sure I don't send it to somebody else. Thanks for checking. Absolutely. I, I was thinking, I know I sent him an email. Maybe he just don't want to meet with me. And sure enough, <laughs> it was user error. Um, so you have the doctor's care. Um, any others? Um, that's the main one. We could use that as our, our template, if we will. Okay. And who is it that you're meeting with? He's the director of the properties and... Uh, he, he oversees all of the operations for buying new property to lining up vendors like us. Perfect. And you said they have 54 properties? Correct. Okay. And do you know anything else about them? Um... No, I don't know who they're currently using or their current systems or, um, no, I, I don't know much more about what they're currently Good. doing. All right. I just want to make sure if you, there are details that I could throw them in so you could role play that situation out, but this is perfect. Gotcha. Ian, do you have the executive summary? Yes, I've got it right here. Okay, perfect. Do you want to go ahead and share your screen? Um... Or do you want me to do it? I think we had some challenges. I, last I, I got it. 
Yep, I got it okay. right here. So are we just going to bypass the whole rapport building part and jump right into it? Is that what we want to do? Well, so how long do your uh, meetings typically take? 45 minutes is, is about average, I would say. Sometimes 30, sometimes an hour. Oh, okay. So we can just condense it a little bit, just so I'll get a kind of a good understanding right. of your flow. Sure. Um, so. Gotcha. Okay. Good deal. Um, so thanks for meeting with me today as we, uh, I, I always like to jump in and say that the, I talk about link service first. Uh, one of the things I mentioned, uh, Chris, is that link service is really what sets me apart or sets us apart. Uh, we, we bought into the franchise, uh, in 1989 and became uh, link service, uh, franchise owners just like if you were to go out and buy a, a chick-fil-a franchise it comes with all the processes and procedures uh, we found that all the processes and procedures that that come with link service really allow us to know uh, just how long it takes to to everything from clean a piece of of equipment to uh, when they do show up exactly uh, what to do with task maintenance, but that's really what sets us apart. And I just wanted to plant that seed because later uh, that'll really be key in our conversations. Thank you for sharing. I appreciate that. I normally skip over uh, the agenda page. Okay. Uh, so, uh, Chris, we were sharing earlier, and, and you were telling me a little bit more about some of the challenges and trends. These are 10 of the most popular challenges and trends that we're seeing when we're talking with business owners and and uh, folks like you that are managing the properties. You mentioned uh, budgeting the unpredictable cost. I, I, I can only imagine with 54 locations, it would be extremely difficult to manage operational costs. Uh, and we'll get into a little bit more of this, but an example would be maybe a, a compressor goes out and you've got to come up with seven to eight thousand dollars unexpectedly that you weren't planning to 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 cover uh, we also talked oh, about that's a lot <laughs> and uh, aging facilities we talked about that I know some of your doctor's offices are older than others I'm not calling your buildings old but we all know that as as the equipment ages and things do start to break down mechanically it's just it's only going to cause more wear and tear on the building so we're just aware of that and that's a common trend that we're seeing and then uh, you mentioned operational cost and increase in energy spend we're definitely seeing energy on the rise in in, in the midlands that's definitely something that's uh, going up and one thing that we're focused on is by doing proper preventative maintenance we're able to really dial that in and and help save you and I'll, I'll share a little bit more about that but is there anything else on here that uh, maybe like indoor air quality is that something that you guys are struggling with you know indoor air quality has been something that we've been talking about a lot more um, over the past three years than we ever have so 
I don't know if it's necessarily a problem, but I, I do know that there's a really high focus on it. So anything that you can do to, to help us in that arena, we'd be open to at least learning more about. That sounds great. Yeah, we could definitely touch on some more of that. I know uh, we were working with Cooperative Health, and, and they've got several locations just like you guys do. And when people walk in the front door, if there's foul odors or mildew kind of smell, you know, we don't want that to happen. So we can definitely address that with proper preventative maintenance and cover some of that. All right, well, let's move on. So the building uh, life cycle cost, this is a, a neat little graphic that the engineers at, at, at ASHRAE put together. And it basically describes how when you build the building and, and you tear it down, that that's really only about 15 to 25% of the cost, where most of the cost is actually 75 to 85% comes in the operations and maintenance of, of the building. And they broke it down into these eight um, buckets. And you'll see that energy and capital capital avoidance, those are the two largest ones. Is that, does that make sense so far? It does. Um, can you tell me a little bit more about the avoidance piece of this in regard to our HVAC? Yeah, sure. So capital, you shared with me that you had to replace a, a unit recently, and that was around $15,000. The capital avoidance piece is actually by doing proper preventative maintenance can we extend that life instead of the 12 to 15 years can we get a, an additional five years out of it can we get 10 years out of it you know it's that uh how can we work together to avoid that cost of having to write a big check for a large capital investment and there that would be great thank you yeah well, it's, it's a major piece of the pie here. So other, oh, absolutely. Uh, other buckets that might relate to you guys would be uh, lost productivity. So what does it mean when you have a patients coming into your doctor's offices and they're, they're not happy because it's hot or it's humid or they're, the waiting room is freezing? <laughs> you know, it, what's the impact on a lost patient or what if a whole unit's down and, and doctors aren't able to see patients? I mean, that's lost productivity right there. So what we like to do is help build this pie chart for you guys. And we'll work by trying to help you accumulate the or gather these costs together and share what this pie chart looks for you guys. Administrative costs, that's, that's your headache. That's really talking about you. So if you had to deal with over 54 buildings, if you had to deal with, let's just say, two repairs per building per year, that's over 100 invoices you had to touch. So a lot of times we're putting a, a, a dollar amount on that, and let's just call it $100 per invoice as a way of, of putting a dollar figure to it. Major repairs, that's a big one there. Have you had any major repairs that are, are recent, that are, are fresh in your mind? Oh, we've got repairs all the time. Um, let me think. We, we've had, we had a couple of units, um, several units actually, whenever that bill came through a few, maybe just a couple of weeks ago, that didn't come on. So we had to have someone come out and figure out what, 
what was going on and you know it's most of them were just small issues that you know they had to fix but it's just the time that it took to get to that point it was just a headache and most of my day I got you um, would it be possible to gather those costs for the last three years a lot of times we like to see trends and and maybe there's somebody in your office that could, could pull those invoices for us that would really be helpful major repairs or something that I was able to show a, a, a client last week who shared with me the last three years of expenses how he had um, four thousand dollars three years ago in, in expenses and then he had seven thousand dollars two years ago and then this last year he was up to about nine thousand dollars in major repairs so we were able to see a trend by gathering the last three years of, of data do you think that's something that you could help us with um, yeah, I mean, those are certainly numbers that we have, and I would love it if ours were four, seven, and nine <laughs> for our major repair costs. That'd be great. But can you tell me what what do you want to do with that information? So, um, when we get back together, if if it looks like it's something that makes sense for you and and you want to move to the next step, um, we'll gather all those costs and and just show you what your cost per square footage is going to be for owning and operating this building with the heating and cooling. And, and I can show you more details on that, but I just wanted to try to get a feel if you knew or, or, or could gather those costs uh, today, uh, or not today, but over the next, until the time we get together again, that would really help everybody to know what you, it paints a picture on what's happened and what things might look like going forward. That is something that we have um, that we, we definitely could pull those together. Uh, contracted services, a lot of times in-house staff or contracted services, this is what most people think about when they talk about a preventative maintenance program. Most people have a uh, uh, e either in-house staff that handles this work or contracted services. Do you guys have, for your 50 buildings, <laughs> Do you have a team that handles it in-house, or do you guys uh, have it contracted out? We have both. We have a maintenance team that takes care of odds and ends. Sometimes they change filters. Primarily, they're doing stuff with our lighting and like paint, so more handyman type work. We also have um, a couple of different vendors that we work with that do our preventative maintenance. They come out a couple times a year and just, uh, I don't that they do they don't really give us a breakdown but they come out twice a year usually whenever the seasons change sure and then we've got different vendors that we are contractors um whenever things break down just whoever can get here first gotcha so there definitely are some costs and it it, it sounds like we could recreate this uh, operations maintenance and repair uh, list of, of cost if we wanted to we could get together and and gather some of these costs and it might help us down the road to uh, show this the, sounds good the next uh, this is i'm trying to be conscious every time so this is definitely uh, toward the end here but operating costs whenever we come to meet with somebody most of the time they're operating very reactively and uh, they might not have any 
expenses this month and then all of a sudden a big compressor goes out or multiple compressors go out or, or pumps and motors stop working and all of a sudden they've got a huge spike in repair costs and it's very difficult to to budget. Uh, it's kind of like a run to fail mentality. What I'd like to present to you is as one of the options is a, a, a full coverage program where everything's covered as far as movable parts. You've got uh, all these parts that we know are going to go out. What if you could budget that and and you had one steady amount that you knew what it was going to be. And the difference here in this blue area, that's the actual savings that you guys are going to be able to to have potentially if we go with this uh, full coverage HVAC strategy. The reason why it goes up like this is because when things do break down, it causes more wear and tear on the whole the whole piece of equipment and it's it's causing it to wear out quicker. So that's why the line is going up like that over time. The whole okay. thirty thousand foot view here, Fawn, is that we're trying to get you in more of a proactive, uh, get everything running as as efficiently as it, it could be running. Does that make sense to you from a thirty thousand foot level? I think so. In any way that we could be um, more proactive, I'm open to to hearing more about. I feel like a good portion of my day is just responding to whatever fires going on. Totally understand. Well, I, I mentioned in the very beginning how we're a part of a franchise, and being a part of a franchise, this is a, a process that we have. We have a lot of processes, which is great. Um, this is the process of, of working together that that we see works the best. So I would call this the concept meeting because we're, we're talking at high levels about what we do and how we might be able to work together. The assessment is the next piece of it. If it sounds like something you want to take the next step, what will happen is I'm not the technical one, but I'll bring out a technician with me and we'll do a physical assessment of the property, go around, take some photos of the serial numbers, model numbers, so that we can come back and work up some numbers for you. And this is also a key, important part of the process is we'll gather these costs that we mentioned earlier I'd like to get the last 13 months of power bills. That's all part of the financial benchmarking. Uh, once we get those together, we'll uh, set up a time for a verification meeting. So the verification meeting is not where I'm going to be presenting a, a final agreement. And uh, it, it's really where we get together and I, I share with you what I found from the assessment from a physical standpoint and a financial standpoint. And we talk about uh, what I found and verified that that's what you guys are looking for. And in, in, in this steps, when we really put together, uh, it's where we do what we call co-authoring a solution. So there may be some parts of this agreement where maybe your guys want to do certain parts of, uh, of, the, of the equation and, and we do some others. So that's, that's the co-authoring piece. Uh, once we agree upon something, then I'll, I'll come up back with a solution and that's where we actually put pen to paper the implementation standpoint or the impl implementation part of the process is where we actually have a uh, we call it a startup meeting that's where I, I bring out our service manager our maintenance coordinator 
and possibly the primary technician. By the way, we haven't mentioned the primary technician, but uh, that's one of the key things that we do is you're not going to have random people showing up if you have a service call to help maintain your property and, and service your equipment. There's going to be a dedicated primary technician so that you don't have to waste time uh, explaining what happened last time. Uh, the same person that comes to do the PM is going to be the same person, ideally, who does the service call if there are service calls. Uh, and then the care process, uh, we have a 30-day, I mean, excuse me, a 90-day and a, a nine-month process where we reach back out and set up a call or, a, or a, a brief meeting to just discuss how things are going. And this is a chance for us to talk about the future, uh, plan for uh, capital investments going forward, or any kind of uh, issues we need to talk about that aren't covered. That's all part of our, our care process. Does that, does that process make sense to you? It does. It's really detailed. I appreciate that. And, uh, well, it, ideally, this is where we have uh, the opportunity. It looks like it's something that we can help you with, and I, I believe we can help you uh, or at least go to the next step and, and, and do what we call a, a physical assessment and a financial benchmarking. Does next uh, Thursday afternoon sound okay with you guys? Um, I'm sure we have someone who could show you around on Thursday, but we have I mean, 54 buildings. So what is it that you'd want to look at? Because that might be a lot to start out with. Sure. Well, uh, I have an action plan here, and I normally like to start at the bottom. So let's just slow things down for a second. If everything kind of makes sense, where would you – when might be a good time to actually get started? If it, if it looks like all the numbers make sense, would this be something that you want to start January 1st or – you know, December 1st, is there a time frame that, that you're working with or assuming all this makes sense? If everything makes sense, in a perfect world, we'd get everything switched over so we could um, we could start January 1st. Gotcha. I don't know if any of our contracts are on the same schedule, but if we could get them to one spot, that would certainly make life easier. Okay. Well, what we'll do is that I've got a little action plan here, and I can uh, scan this to you and send it. But it's just got some key dates that I'd like to get down, and uh, it helps me just keep them straight and also gives you a, a, a written you know, written uh, timeline, if you will. So if we're looking at a January 1st start date, then we'll probably need to back it up and do the verification meeting, say, toward the end of November, uh, and we'd finalize a date. And then back it up from that, as far as the assessment goes, it's the first part of November now. What if we said November 14th for me to come out and maybe look at one building as a model? And we'll look at one building and, and, and use that. Do you have one building in mind that might be a perfect template that we can kind of say, hey, this is a good start? Uh, yeah, there is one that I, it's kind of a strip of, um, it's got four office buildings in it. So probably that one. Would Perfect. be the best starting point. Does 8 a.m. work? On the that works for um, that works for me, but I'd have to ask. I can. I'll have one of our uh, maintenance sure 
guys meet you over there. That and would it, work. And it is important, although you won't be at the assessment, I, I totally understand. If I could uh, get those costs from you between now and that verification meeting, it, it, it is critical that uh, you be there for that verification meeting. It, it, and is there anybody else that might need to be involved in making this decision? Yeah, there there would be other people involved. First, I would want to make sure that it's the right fit, and then if I think it's a good fit, then I would uh, I would present it to our board. Perfect. Okay. Well, I've I've been known to do uh, the verification meeting for the boards. I, I one of my very first one uh, was actually with the board of a a uh, local theater. So I'm happy to if we get to that point, work with you, and we can have a condensed version and uh, present it to the board. But uh, Thank you. Sounds like we have a plan, Will. And I'll, I'll also send you this little cost uh, gathering sheet that'll help you. Uh, it'll kind of share with you what I'm looking for, and and you can please let me know if you have any questions about that. But I'll send a copy of this action plan with the HVAC owning and operating cost, and we'll go from there. That sounds great. Perfect. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you. Look forward to working with you. Likewise. Thank you. Good job. How'd you feel? <laughs> Why are you laughing? Like I'm in an interview. <laughs> oh, no. It's always nerve-wracking the first year. So yeah. it'll get easier. And normally I'm a lot smoother. It's not as... And I, I've only done one. I actually had one last week. I've only done one online. All, all of mine have been in person, so I'm kind of not used to the whole, you know, doing it on Teams. Sorry, it's my, I'm going to turn my camera off because for some reason my internet's not working very well. I don't know if it's mine or where it is, but just in case it's mine, I'm going to turn my camera off so I can hear you better. Um, so can you say that one more time? It completely cut out. I just said that that's, I've only done one other concept meeting via teams all the other ones are actually in person so i'm not used to that format but it's okay oh being in person is a million times easier than being on teams and then having you know someone go through it with you so it's so much different but is this the typical flow um in, in the points you usually cover throughout these uh i think so okay Hey, Kelly, thanks for coming on. Um, we have just a few minutes left, uh, but if you want to give some feedback or I can, with whichever way you go ahead, to. Go ahead, Fawn. I'll jump in after you if I have anything additional. I took a lot of notes, and you did a great job, Matt. I know it's challenging to do this over the online. So it's, it's cool, though, because it does give us a good gauge of where you're at in your evolution. This whole first year is a whirlwind, and so... If there's anything that we can do or say to kind of point you in the right direction and get you uh, better results faster, then we want to catch it early. So I appreciate you going through it. Well, sure. and, and I will say I don't have anything right at 1 o'clock, so if we go a little over, I'd like to hear the feedback. So Okay, go ahead, Fawn. Absolutely. So one thing I, I want to actually ask a question about, you mentioned that you skipped the agenda. Is there any reason why you do that? I was going through it, but it got too regimented. Um, okay. That's and I, fair. I, I really like to 
right when I hear about three or four of their pain points, you know, from the dialogue prior to the flip book, I only pull out the flip book if there's pain and I, I, it looks like there's a way I can help them. And then I just normally go to the cover, I point to the link logo and say, this is why we're different. And I talk about that for a few minutes and then I flip to those, t those 10 bullet points. Okay, good deal. Um, I, I understand. I think that there's a few places that you can make it a little, you can add some cohesion in it because if you don't, if the agenda doesn't flow for you, I completely understand. I would like at some point for you to introduce the concept of what we're doing with the financial sale. So I think there was a moment where you asked for the cost, but I wasn't sure what the costs were going to be for. So just by adding a, a statement that introduces what Total Comfort does and how your approach is different, I think that that would make it flow easier. And it can be something as simple as, you know, Total Comfort Solutions, we take a unique approach in that we look at your overall owning and operating costs to run your facilities. We identify to see where you are and if there's any way that we could help you to reduce those costs and reallocate some of those funds back into your bottom line. The way we go about doing that is looking at these eight costs. And just that little statement can make everything else, in my opinion, just flow easier. Yeah, that's good. Um, I typically would introduce that on the, the pie chart page. Um, and whenever I did that, I would bring out the owning and operating cost page at the same time. And that way I could introduce it and show them what I was going to be asking them for later on and do really just a soft close at that moment. And um, so that helped me. I, I'm torn a little bit in giving the next piece of feedback. So the link part of it that you opened up with, I, I think it's a good piece to mention because it does differentiate you and that people know that there's a process. I don't know if I would do that in the beginning, only in the fact that I think that if you open it up and make it more about, let me learn about you. How can I help you? What's going on in your world? I think that that sets a, a different kind of a tone rather than talking about our, this is what we are and who we are and how we can help. Um, I think there's a time for that, certainly, but I would wait to sprinkle it in when it makes sense. Does that make sense? Sure. Okay, good deal. Sorry if I'm giving too much feedback because um, you're doing great. I know you've already closed stuff. These are just small tweaks that I think can yeah. make a big difference. Well, the only reason why... So you got to understand, it took me about a month to, of working here and calling people to actually realize that what sets us apart is Link. Oh. No, I'm, 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 I'm dead serious. <laughs> I'm, I'm dead serious. And Christy will tell you, like, it took a while. But when I finally realized that all the other people out there don't have the processes and procedures that we have, uh, you know, uh, so I, I was trying to... I tried to plant the seed in, a, in the conversation of, let me tell you about me and, and then briefly, let me tell you about total comfort. Um, it, it's just to plant the seed because when I get to that last page, it's got the timeline of action plan. I like to, I like to not, you know, have it be a surprise, but. Let me add something real quick to your link differentiator. You are right that the thing that sets TCS apart in your region is LINK. When you say what LINK is, you're only half right. What LINK is, you're saying is process and procedure. 
what link really is it it is process and procedure it is a franchise model that is focused uh, that has focused processes and procedure but more importantly the other half of that differentiation is that we are the only mechanical contractor that focuses every single person in our business on not only what's good for your building but what is also simultaneously good for your budget so we focus on building and budget and all of our competitors will look at building only sometimes incentivized by their own internal benefits and spiffs and things like that like also like a lot of salespeople in the world what that makes us as a representative of link service is more of a consultant than a salesperson so we're educating and giving the buyers enough information to make their own decision right and that's the big differentiator we look at building and budget and then we do apply a ton of processes and procedures that become the franchise model, you know, so that we can. So you well, are right, right, but you're missing that little piece of the massive differentiation is that I'm not here to just talk about your building. I'm here to help you understand how the building affects your budget. But I, what I need from you is to understand how your building affects your business. Mm. That's what I'm really trying to find out. What's important to you is your business. So tell me about your business and how, what, are the, what are the challenges and trends in your business or your objectives in your business for 2023? And then how does your building affect that? That's your opening conversation because you're asking them about them, yeah, right? Yeah. Okay? So what Vaughn's hitting on is exactly right. Yeah, we're different. One sentence as to why we're different. The difference is we're a franchise. We're part of a franchise model that focuses on um, a lot of process and procedure if that's what you're used to saying there's nothing wrong with that process and procedure but what our real differentiator is um, from all the other mechanical contractors in north and south carolina is that we not only focus on your building we focus on the budget associated with the building and and we'll guide you only in the direction that makes sense financially that's our differentiator okay Beautiful. so that's linked and then you just start focusing. So can you tell me about your business? What are the three objectives in your business this year? And how does your building play into that? Uh, it's all about them and their business that you want to know in that first intro part, right? That's good, yeah. Thank you. Note taken. Good deal. Uh, a few other things. So on the challenges and trends page, I would try to find out more about what's going on in their world. There's a few things that if I were meeting with someone who had 54 buildings, I would just assume that are going on in their world. If they say that they have multiple contractors going on, they probably have a lot of challenges just in that in and of itself. So if you're working with all these people, how's that been? And just by saying, how's that been? Tell me more about that. Anything that they can just start talking about it, they'll start sharing with you. And it doesn't have to be specifics about a, a, a particular breakdown. It's just the overall, that's a lot of stuff to manage. So if you could have a single source for them, game changer. So Do the empathy. She just taught you how to empathize. You're going to, on your transition and your uh, questioning, wow, that's a lot to manage. That's a lot of contractors. That's how has that worked out for you? What's your experience been with that model? Sure. So empathize first, then plunge that question in. That's good. 
We had talked last time. I know you read quite a bit. Um, so have you read The Challenger Sale? Uh, I actually I wrote it down. Teach oh. Taylor and take control. <laughs> have you read that one? I have, yes. I think that that would be a good one to because of course they all start to blur together when you read a lot of them so maybe just revisit it I think that that could help a lot because that is our entire concept I mean the link process goes completely in line with that because it, it really is learning about them taking a consultative approach because we don't know if we're going to be a better fit we're going through this process to see if we are and if help because we may not be the right fit um, but this is how we find out um and sorry, I'll try to make it quick. Um, the oh, a couple other things. The process page, you were very thorough, which I appreciate. I think that um, some of the areas that you spend a lot of time on, you could condense a little bit. And next week when we meet, I'd be happy to role play that page for you. But on that page, I would try to figure out what their decision-making process looks like talk to them about the expectations so you you said you're going to be able to get those costs how long do you think that's going to take or is that you get it's going to put those together or is it someone else just so you can figure out where this information is coming from how long it's going to take them to put together if they're agreeing to do this and on the verification meeting who needs to be there you did touch on it um but just you know digging a little bit more so you can find out as much as you can about their current situation in their buying process and their timeline. I was so glad that you asked the question about when they started. That's a great piece of information. So that's a question that we're, um, I'm trying to get a feel, a census around our offices on how they do the action plan. Do you wait till you read the processes, you know, columns, and then you pull out the action plan paper? Or are you pulling out the action plan paper because to me, all right, the reason why I do it the way I do it is because I feel like I need to explain it. This is what we do. This is our process. And if they're nodding and agreeing at the care part, you know, oh, that, that sounds great. Then I'll say, you know, I'll pull out the paper and say, if it makes sense to you, I'll, our next step is, and I go into the, the assessment piece. Um, and, and, and then I'll kind of like somewhere in there say, you know, assuming all this makes sense, let's jump to the bottom of this paper. When do you want to get started? Because we don't need to rush out here and do the assessment if you're not going to get started till two years from now. <laughs> you know? um, I, it's certainly a, a style choice. I prefer to do it simultaneously, and there's a few reasons why. I think the more yeses and head nods that we can get as we go throughout it and we're filling out the information, I think that that makes a huge difference. So if we can ask some questions as we're explaining it so that they're agreeing that, yes, I'm going to do this, then they're more likely to say yes. And you can make it more conversational. Most people are going to start to drown out after just a few seconds of listening to you. And so if it's a monologue, in my mind, they're, they stopped listening to me at you know the verification meeting. So you're saying but, specifically yeah. pulling it out, the action plan at the beginning of that page? Yeah, what she said is... Uh, is Fawn, it's one ten. Are you still good on time? I am still good on time, yes. Okay, I'll, I'll try to be as brief as possible. What she said first, it's important for you to notice what she said first was, it is a style choice. So you're going to see successful reps that do that in a different, all different ways. Um, so you will find a way that is the most comfortable for you, and there's nothing wrong with the way that you're doing it. What she's uh, suggesting to you is that she can role play 
better verbiage to get to the important information as you're choreographing the action plan. So if you're going to do both, Fawn's exactly right, you know, you're going to explain it and then you're going to map it out with dates. One of those has to be very fast and one of those has to be very thorough and collaborative, okay? So if you want to do it the way that you're doing it, nothing wrong with it. You can go through the implementation process, but you have to have a quick a very quick review of the five steps. This is our process to move forward. Um, now, let's go to, you know, today was a concept meeting. The next step would be assessment. We move on to a verification meeting where we roll up our sleeves and work together with whatever we found on assessment. And then if there is an alignment, we'll move forward to a solution to be determined in an implementation date. So if everything needed to change, uh, if there was something that we found in this process, when would you like to make a change? And then you get a date really fast as far as the end in mind, which is your your qualifier. It's what you've developed in your mind as a qualifier, but it mean it has to be that fast faster because they will drown out, like she said. They'll just fade off if you're trying to explain every step, and then you get out an action plan and start asking questions about their buying process, right? Because that's where we're going to ask all the questions about the buying processes. Who needs to be involved in this at this date, etc.? You got a lot of conversation about the board. The challenge with making that very fast when you do that is you have to have a great trial close on the ASHRAE Pi page. So we got to practice that with you, is getting to selling that financial message. Fawn, do you agree? Oh, absolutely. Sell the financial message, the, the investigation and the transparency of the investigation and the building and the budget. Get better at the Ashway Pie page, and both Fawn or I can coach you on that. You're really, like, you're so close. You've got all the studying done. You've got everything we need, and now you're like, putty and we can give you a couple pointers that you can go try on your next concept meeting and it'll change the world for you here yeah. so this is when it starts getting really fun so you practice your trial closes on the ashway pie page then i'll just throw in right here fun on the operating strategy page educate don't sell you're selling okay. you're selling 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 a lot of people sell when they're new right here. We got to get you to, you're still teaching here. You're teaching, you're not tailoring yet, okay? So this is an operating strategy that we, we find in every building that we walk into, two different possible operating strategies at the extremes. One is a very reactive strategy or a fix-fail strategy where, you know, we kind of, hit or miss when something fails we'll fix it and this is a reflection of the budget that's associated with that kind of operating strategy or we find buildings out there that are operating on a very proactive strategy which means what in what we know is that over time it means you're really managing those assets if you have to replace the build the mechanical system two to three times in the life of the building how and when are you going to do that someone's has to plan that asset management and in some buildings, we find people are very proactive about that approach to the maintenance and um, replacement of that mechanical system, those mechanical system components. We know that over time, a proactive strategy costs less overall than a reactive strategy. 
But we find buildings that are operating everywhere from A to Z on the continuum of that kind of strategy. Where do you think you're falling today? And you let them read this sideline here. And they'll say, oh, we're definitely operating like this. Or I like to think we're pretty proactive. That's great to hear. Would it be good to know for sure? Because with a quick, you know, in here, you're going, would it be good to know for sure? Because that's exactly what we'll evaluate through our process. Would it be interesting to have this kind of transparency to your mechanical budget? Know exactly how much you're spending in each of these areas of your operating costs. Because once you know, you can plan better into the future as to how you want to spend those dollars. Some of these, most people look at this kind of uh, operating budget as uncontrollable, but it is very controllable. There are only a piece or two that kind of get out of our hands. If we focus on it, we can control it. This is what out of control looks like, and this is what in control looks like. So this is all just educational. You see what I'm saying here, Matt? And what you are doing is selling, selling. And we don't want to sell. We want to teach, teach. And then ask, where do you think you are? Would it be interesting to find out for sure? Make sense? Bond, do you agree? 100%, yes. Thank you. Thank you. Sorry, my camera, I had to turn my camera off because the video keeps cutting out. Um, That's okay. No worries at all. Um, one other question I have for you, Matt, is the two weeks out, what um, What was the reasoning behind putting the pushing the survey two weeks out? Just because they weren't wanting to get going until the first of the year. It, it was just, a, I mean, ideally I'd go within the next four or five days it, it was just a makeup date. <laughs> okay, absolutely. I would always just try to get in the habit of doing it sooner rather than later, only because time kills everything. Right. So if they're willing to meet with you next Tuesday, uh, meet with them next Tuesday, okay. if you can, of course. Sure. Um, as soon as possible. She's exactly right. Keep it accelerating when you're in control. Keep going fast because in our business, a lot of things get them distracted and interfere. We could have a pandemic. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, and I have some other feedback, but I want to I want to focus on these pieces first before I dig too far deeper into these. So specifically, just talking a little bit deeper about the objectives and having that be a driving factor. Um, but I want us to do another role play, if that's okay. Um, the next, I'm sorry, I'm all over the place. I'm just thinking how best to do this because I don't want to overload you with feedback because you are doing so well, and I don't want it to become all one big feedback pile. Um, so next week, if you're okay with it, I would like to role play a few of these um, pages for you with me being the rep. And these are again only suggestions. Take what you like, ignore what you don't, um, but just to see a different way to do it. And then that following week. Uh, I'll be in training, but then after that, I think I'll be in training. Then that next week, I'd like us to do another role play if you're okay with it. Sure. Okay. Good deal. Thank you, Matt. And then I just challenge you on that to not say full coverage maintenance agreement. You don't focus on a product here. Hmm. Focus on educating on two different operating strategies. Your assessment. We'll find out where they are, and then in verification meeting, 
you can recommend a more proactive strategy. And it just so happens you're just revealing at the end that our version of a proactive strategy is a full service maintenance contract. Make sense? Um, because I'm not telling you that this is not a full service maintenance contract necessarily, right? I'm just saying don't tell them it's a full service maintenance contract yet. Because you don't even know, they could be operating very proactively without a full service maintenance contract right now, depending on who they're in-house staff, especially in a multi-building application. They've got some in-house staff that could have a digital PM program software that's doing all this for them, just like we would, right? Mm -hmm. So try not to assume that they're not operating proactively, just because most of those that we find are not. We know that, right? All right, Fawn, I'll stop. But I'm with you. This is fun. You're doing great. Are you going to be on the roundtable today? Yes. Awesome. Um, I know you've been killing it on your calls. And if you have any questions or if you want to share anything, we love for reps to jump in and share what's working. So please don't be shy. All right. And Matt, will you invite me to maybe do a verification to like your next verification meeting role play like that you have in the office? Can you invite me to one or two of those? Because I think you've got some verification meetings going too, right? Uh, right at this time, I don't have one set up at, at recently. Or uh, I mean, current. In the future. Yeah, like in uh, the middle of the month, I do. I, I've got one set up. The, the, when you do your role play verification for your verification meeting role play for that next one down the road do you mind if i sit like i did today with camera off mic off and i'll just sit in the background and listen is that okay sure (laughs) (laughs) you're like no (laughs) absolutely yeah it's it's all to help you sell more faster i think your activity level is off the charts don't you agree fawn oh you're killing it. I, I'm not kidding. You are have the best numbers of anyone right now. For activity, you are amazing. Yeah. Yes. Your conversion rates from uh, attempts to close or to setting appointments is unreal. It's so good. So it's our responsibility to make sure that you got what you need when you get out there in front of all that activity, right? We want to make right. sure that we're giving you the best tools in your in your tool bag to get out there and close as much as you can off of that activity because that activity is what's so hard to come by, right? Yeah. Speaking of tools, could I share my screen for one second and show you something before we go? Sure, of course. It won't take 30, well, two minutes. <laughs> so this is um, a tool that I, I, I use. It's called easymapmaker.com. And uh, basically what I do is I take an Excel spreadsheet and I can dump it into this tool called easymapmaker.com and I can zoom in on like say I'm going to um, Camden for example I can zoom in and I overlaid our existing clients with our with my prospects <laughs> so these are my prospects hold on let me find an ex- all right so this is an existing client you can see it's got a G agreement it's rushes. Oh. Um, I, I I can tell who the technician is. I can tell who the, um, the the main contact is there if I need to name drop somebody. But what I can do is when I'm going into that area, I can say, okay, well, let's go here <laughs> because I know and, and say, hey, we're maintaining the place next door. And then I can go here and say, hey, we're maintaining the place next door. 
And then what's even more fun is, well, that's an existing client there. I can see that we have a G contract. This is a prospect. So this is a school district prospect. I, I, I implanted it in here, all of my notes. So who I'm calling on, um, his position, the contact. They have 10,000 students. I left the voicemail in August. All that kind of feedback. But when I'm going out there for an appointment, I can I can then you know make my way back. Uh, like I, I could start here and then hit all these targets on my way home. Great. It's a prospecting map. So let me ask you this. How did you get to all your existing customers in there? I, I put it into Excel and uh, dumped it into my prospect list and sorted it. And, Did you? Yep. All right. What do you I mean? What do you mean? How did I get all the in there? Uh, I meant the existing current customer base. Did you? You took a so, somehow you got a spreadsheet of your existing customer base? Yeah, from our yep. Uh, and so they. It's crucial because, I mean, it, in Camden, there's only, it's a small town, you know, how great is it to be able to name drop that we're working right down the road and that's the reason why I'm here kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. And does this application, uh, can you export all of your notes, et cetera, does it somehow tie back into Salesforce at all? So you don't have to re-enter all your notes? Uh so we're a little bit different. I was told to just put it into Salesforce once I have a qualified lead that's moving forward with an action plan. Right. Because our so Salesforce you, is so full of stuff. <laughs> when you put it into Salesforce, can you get your notes to flow over or no? When you get a qualified opportunity, can you migrate all your notes that you've taken here into Salesforce or no? No, they're not. No, but what I can do though is, it, if I'm in Salesforce, I can export that into Excel uh, somehow. I, I'm not doing that currently, but it, it's just a matter of when I have updates, I just take the current Excel spreadsheet and drop it into here, uh, make gotcha. a, make a new map kind of thing. But okay. thanks just, for showing. Just dump yeah, it right thank there. You. I appreciate that. Yeah. Awesome. Well. Um, Great I, job today, going yeah. over, but great job. Thank you. Yeah, this has been great. Thank you, guys. Thank you. See you in a little bit. Have a great week. See you. All right. Bye-bye. Yeah. Talk to you soon.